Welcome back to Design Huddle, a podcast for creative professionals looking to level up. This podcast is hosted by myself, Ryan Warner, a UX designer based in New York City, and my co-host, Brendan Gross, a digital strategist for Fortune 500s. This podcast is the intersection of design, business, people, and just possibly the next big idea. We interview designers, thought leaders, co-founders, influencers, and sometimes just our friends from Instagram. If you like design, the internet, or storytelling, this just might be your new favorite podcast. We have a ton of incredible episodes and content coming out soon, so please subscribe. And for now, let's dive in to today's episode of Design Huddle. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys are in for a treat on this episode. On this episode, we're going to talk about the obvious mistakes that designers make while applying for a job. Now, the reason that we're talking about this today on Design Huddle is because we've gotten a lot of curiosity um, or really inquiries from the audience talking about, you know, uh, we have a lot of younger designers or those who are trying to make a transfer in their career or trying to get in the industry. And we really wanted to make an episode specifically on the side of things as you know, how can we actually get the upper hand in such a competitive market and how can we actually get, you know, a little bit of uh, an advantage over the other people we're competing with. So let's talk about it. We're going to talk about some of the, not just a list of mistakes that designers make, but we're going to talk about um, some oversights and really how we can overcome this. So we're going to talk about four ways, uh, both pre-interview and during the interview of how we can actually make uh, ourselves stand out. So first thing, Um, Guys, as you know, I've been in the industry for about eight plus years. I've been on both sides of the hiring process as well as being somebody that's interviewed as well. So let's talk about the pre-interview. Even more specifically, the four points that we're going to get into today is we're going to talk about how to differentiate ourselves even before we get to the interview, how we can actually show that we've done a little bit of our homework so that when we're at the interview, people are astounded about how much we actually know. We're going to talk about how to actually properly showcase our work based on where we're interviewing and also how we can actually craft a pitch that is almost a canned response before we actually go into the, you know, the interview. So let's start with number one. How can we differentiate ourselves? Now, I I feel like this gets answered a lot, but I don't think in the best way. I feel like when people saying, oh, to differentiate yourself, you know, you just write a nice thing in your or a thing that makes you different in your cover letter or I think a lot of the articles that I've read on this is just like oh a lot of the people that apply for jobs they just send their resume and that's just another piece of paper that somebody doesn't really want to read and what makes you stand out is a cover letter I think that's you know yeah that's great a lot of people don't send cover letters and and that next step of um, really showing how much you care is a cut well Uh, detailed and thought out cover letter, but I think there's better ways to do this. And what I mean by that is uh, gaining the hiring manager's attention before you even send your resume. Um, Obviously, you can do it at the same time, but here's a, a specific example from my standpoint. So when it comes to relationships, 
it's extremely important, especially if you're trying to build a relationship that's out of your circle. It's kind of the same way in the this hiring scenario. There's somebody that is going to have a decision to whether or not to hire you, and you have to be able to build that relationship with them. It's not just your technical skills that is going to sell this person on hiring you. It's going to be your personality and how you are as a person. So how can we get this person to know us before we've even met them? And I feel like that's why a lot of people are like, oh, cover letter. But there's other ways of doing that. For example, I know you guys hear us a lot on here and on my personal channel talking about uh, personal branding and why that is so important and how you can leverage that to gain relationships outside of your, you know, your own inner circle. For example, um, I constantly talk about how I use my, my, you know, Instagram to build relationships with people I would never have met in, um, in person one-on-one, but then have down the line been able to meet them in person. So let's talk about this for a second. So outside the cover letter, how can we differentiate ourselves and build relationships outside of just submitting your resume and cover letter? A simple example, um, I hope everybody on here who is listening has a LinkedIn or has an email address. If you don't, you're making that right now. Okay, pause pause this podcast and go do that. Um, but another way that is different than most people is outreaching to the specific person that you know has the ability to make a decision on whether to hire you or not. And a person who is in this position typically has some sort of accolades online. They've either wrote something, um, they talk about something online, uh, they typically have some sort of content that they've published out on the world or on the internet and that you can go and read. And what I'd really like to do, and I'm giving you guys a specific example right now, is in the past I've really done my homework in terms of figuring out who the team is at the place I'm trying to work, who has the hiring decision, and I basically just do research on the entire team. Who works for them? What do they do? What have they done online? What have they done at the both in the office and out of the office? So that when I try and connect with this inner circle, the people that work there, and I try to figure out, you know, how it is working there, um, try to build a relationship with the people that do work there, you know, I have, I'm starting to build relationships with that inner workings, the inner workings of that team. So starting with the people that work there, asking questions, um, you know, not just asking questions, but also conversating with them about what they've already put out there in terms of content. So if they've wrote an article, which is typically the case, um, you know, I would typically open up a DM and say, hey, John or Jill, you know, I really like what you wrote about on UX design in this capacity. I really thought it was intriguing about, you know, X, Y, and Z about what you said and just opening a conversation with them. And, you know, once I open that dialogue with them, I, you know, because we have started off on that front, we can then have, you know, because I started with them. I didn't start asking questions. I started the conversation about them and then started to, you know, put in some of my questions about what it is that they do and what they do at X company. And from there, I can kind of figure out, you know, who's the top dogs there, what exactly it's like to work there. And, um, you know, just get deeper questions outside of like what it is that they do on their website. Because at this point, still on number one, pre the interview, you want to make sure that you do as much homework and as much investigative (laughs) work as I call it as possible, just to show that you've done your due diligence. And a lot of other people won't go this length um, to figure out who's on the team, what it is that they like and don't like, what is it that they've written about, um, figuring out who the hiring manager is and just outreaching to them on your own without even, um, you know, just 
without having to go through their HR department. It shows a different level of commitment and a different level of ability to build relationships outside of just the regular process. You know, people who don't dig, they don't really care. Right. So but those who do dig, who find out who's on the team, what is it they do, what they're really passionate about, both inside and outside of the company and really knowing them, uh, that is a different type of a person and somebody who's really driven and really about what it is that they're doing versus somebody who just wrote a cover letter and put in their resume. That's just somebody who follows the process against a person who really just learned the team and learned who's responsible, what their roles are. Um, what is it that they're doing at the company? So again, really what I'm trying to instill in this first piece is do your homework. The best way to differentiate is finding other ways to gain the people's attention who have the, the power to hire you. Not just that particular person, but who is on their team. Learn about them. And then when you have your first conversation, you can be like, oh, yeah, I've talked to um, Jill and Jan on your team. You know, I really like the work that they do. And that right there shows that not only did you learn about the person who you're talking to, the hiring manager, but you took the time to learn about their team and you don't even work there. It's very important that shows uh, just imagine that. Imagine you're hiring somebody and they told you without even, you know, the first day of walking in that building, you're, it's interview day. They can tell you everything about your team. What is it that they do? Your last project. Um, that is <laughs> for some, it might be uh, super creepy, but majority of the time it's like, wow, this person in front of me really did my homework. So that's number one. Do your homework, do your due diligence. And really that first meeting, that first impression that you have with them, but whether it be online or offline, you want that person who has the power to hire you to be like, damn, this is somebody I want on my team because we're not even giving them money and they already dug so deep. Um, and it already feels like they're working here. You want them to think that and <laughs> at some point even say that. That's how much homework you want to be doing. Um, and that really rolls us over into number two. I kind of did go into number two, but basically making sure that you are researching the job and the company enough. What's their business model? Um, what is their business? Who is the, their user base? Is there really is there any relevant information you can get on them on how they do things? And again, this is part of number one. How do you differentiate differentiate yourself? Is by showing that you go above and beyond in whatever it is that you do. Two, making sure that you show that you've done your homework. What do you know about the business? What do you know about their team? What do you know about the person that is going to hire you? Um, what can you pull from from uh, that you know about them in your first conversation with them? Have they written articles that you think are extremely amazing? Do they have, uh, you know, a business track record that you think is immense and you have a, converse, a conversation about uh, their accolades and, you know, just just make sure that you are you know about them so you can have a conversation. It's kind of just like uh, having any any friend, you know, about what is going on in their life and you can have a conversation with them and it makes the conversation a lot more organic. Figure out what you can know about a person before you meet them so you can have a little bit more uh, let or less of an awkward conversation. So that's more so on the front of how you can impress pre-interview and on the first impressions when you first step into the door. Pre-interview looks like this. How can you differentiate yourself and gain their attention? And two, how can you show that you've done your homework on uh, the company that you want to be hired at? So that rolls us into number three, when they start actually looking at your design work. So I've seen a lot of designers, in particular, when I'm trying to, you know, hire for my team for my work, 
even those who are in college and uh, actually I'm going to I'm going to tailor this a little bit closer to those who are coming out of school um, because we haven't really touched on this. So for those who are in college or um, those who are trying to transition in their career, when I see that they're trying to go for a new position, they don't really go into their portfolio and tailor their work specifically to the job that they're trying to get. They just keep their generalized work and um, just rely on that in-person meeting that they're having and just saying, yeah, I'm capable of doing X, Y, and Z and really just showing everything that they've done across their entire career rather than being like, all right, I'm trying to be hired at a cookie shop for UI UX design. Therefore, I'm going to tailor my portfolio and its messaging specifically to how I can help cookie companies. Instead of just showing all the work that I've done with cookie companies in the past, what I see is one one project about cookies and, uh, <laughs> you know, creating a website for a company uh, that is that focuses on selling cookies and whatnot. And then the rest is just nothing that is particularly related to that. So really what I'm trying to say is that when you are trying to get hired a specific, specific company, you really want to target not only in the conversation that you have with them, um, just from the two steps, but also curate your work in the correct manner. So again, if you're trying to get hired at a, you know, a cookie company, make sure that all your messaging and all your work that you are presenting online showcases that you know are from or not know, but are familiar and have worked with similar companies and are familiar with the typical problems that these type of companies have. You're familiar with their process. You're familiar with how to solve the problems, etc. Showcase relevant work. Okay, so that's three. And number four, this is really important to me. And I, uh, another thing is, um, I think we kind of talked about this topic a little bit, but not really honed on it in other in other episodes on Design Huddle is really practicing how you pitch yourself. This is so key. And the reason being is because, you know, I have seen or not 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 seen, but I've been in interviews where the designers are really just on the defense almost or the people that were trying to hire on the defense where and what I mean by that is not being defensive in conversation, but on the defense in terms of they believe that they are going to be answering the questions that the interviewer has and that's it so instead of being on the defensive and waiting for the um, employer to ask you questions and you just answer the interview is not just for the employer to figure who figure out who you are it is a specific time for you to run that meeting and show how valuable how much homework that you've done in regards to figuring out who this company is and who these people are that you are wanting to work with. Um, it's really showcasing that. So number four is really practicing how you pitch yourself. One thing that has really changed um, how I interview is being able and comfortable with running that meeting as if it was mine, as if I put that on the calendar, as if I invited the interviewer there and I have my own list of questions. So I'm just going to run you guys really quick through my mind frame in regards to how I think about the interview process and how I prep for it. Interview day is almost like it's again, I, I think I said this a couple times interviews or just any time that it's my time to perform. It's show business. So what I mean by that is I have to, like I said before, number two is doing your homework. I need to showcase that I've done my homework. I need to make sure um, I need to make sure that they understand that I've done my homework. I need to show that 
Um, I've done extra efforts to gain their attention and really show that I'm above the competition and the other people that they're interviewing. I make sure I have an elevator pitch for me. And I think this is really important just in general for uh, any creative person to have. You guys are very familiar with mine. Uh, because I've practiced it so much and you see it in every video. Hey, it's your boy, Brandon Gross. I'm a designer and digital strategist for Fortune 500s, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I have about a two, three-liner that is a canned response anytime somebody asks me what it is that I do. Um, mine sounds a little bit like this. My name is Brandon Gross. I'm a designer and digital strategist for Fortune 500s. I've had the pleasure of working with brands such as Disney, Danon, LG, Adobe, and Disney. And I have really helped these brands build their brand and sell more via social media and by building digital sales funnels. Right there, it tells you what I do, who I do it for, and really how I get the results for these companies that I work for. And that's through social media and digital sales funnels. That is like, that is what I do in a very short and sweet sentence. And from there, you really just want to build a story of your entire career. How did you get to what it is that where you are today, can you break that down for the person who is interviewing you? And can you pick out specifically throughout your entire career, the specific key points that they would be interested in based on what they're hiring you for? And again, this goes back to doing the homework. Have you done the homework to figure out what it is that they want specifically to know? And have you practiced not only your elevator pitch, but how you're going to pitch yourself to this employer based on what it is that they're looking for? And why it's important to be on the offensive is because this shows even more how much homework you have done before you even sat in the room with them. You know every question that they're going to answer. You know specifically what they're looking for. And to show that not only that you can run this meeting, even when it's not yours, also not in a ego way, but also to, but to show that you are having a conversation and are already in an understanding of the questions that they're going to ask you based on what they want to know about you. You know, a simple way of doing this is I, every interview uh, that I've had, you know, as soon as they bring me into the room, you know, I say, hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. I, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. I know you're going to ask me questions on X, Y, and Z, and I would really love to give you um, a background of you know how I got here and I know you're really looking for somebody that gets into X, Y, and Z of what you're looking for and I definitely have that. But before we get into that, I would really love to hear what you'd love to talk about today. So I've said thank you for you know inviting me. This is a pleasure. Um, I, and I also preface what I know they're going to be asking that I have answers for those. But before I begin or get on to anything else, I would really love to know what else that they would like to conversate about. So I've shown that I'm proactive. I know what they're thinking about. I'm in their shoes. I'm showing that I'm in their shoes. I've thought about what exactly they're going to ask me about so they can relax. I'm taking on all the pressure, right? I'm showing that I understand what I'm here for. I understand what you're going to ask me and I've prepared for that. So I'm really taking on all the brunt and all the effort for them I'm saying, hey, this is your, I know this is your ride and you've invited me here, but I understand what this is. And I'm happy to take on all of the effort and drive this meeting because I know what you want. But also not being um, the, the asshole and being like, oh, you know, I know everything. But also asking, like, these are the things I would love to talk about and explain to you. But before we do that, I would love to know what else you would love to dig into today. So not only showing that I've done my homework and I'm prepared, but also that I'm aware enough to be like, I don't know everything. What else would you like to discuss to, to discuss today um, so we can align immediately? in 
the beginning of the meeting. So that, I think that's really important. Having a, you know, number four, practicing how you pitch yourself, having a canned elevator pitch of what it is that you do and make sure that you practice what exactly you think they're going to ask you based on their job posting, um, but also with any other conversation that you have had with any of the teammates or the hiring manager online, being able to prepare yourself for uh, this interview ahead of time. And now for some of you guys, this might sound like, damn, that's a lot of work. But the thing is, this is the stuff that will get you hired before you leave the building, making sure that you're prepared making sure that you know everything that they're going to ask, but also being open enough to ask um, what it is that they're specifically looking for, even more so than what is on that piece of paper that they are posting online in terms of what the role is. Because a lot of uh, companies, you know, the people who are making those job postings are not the people who are have the, 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 the hiring power. It could be just HR in terms of what they think the role is, but it's not specific as to what that team needs specifically. So being able to do your homework early on and figure out exactly what they need to be able to talk to that during the interview, super important. So just to recap, guys, I know I've been running my mouth for a very, uh, quite some time, but I think it's really important to just recap. One, make sure both pre-interview that you do something differently, not just rolling out a cover letter because anybody can do a cover letter. Not everybody gains attention in a different way. And that's what's going to make you stand out immediately. Cover letters, everybody does that mess. Find another way to show yourself in a different light. Two, make sure you do your homework. Doing more than than just like, oh, here's the job opening. This is what they need. Okay, cool. I'm going to send my resume and cover letter. No, do your due diligence. What's their business model, revenue model? What's their user base? Get to know their team. What exactly are they struggling with in real time? Um, what do they, what does their team need that you can facilitate getting those answers from the real people who are working there on day to day is going to set you up so much in the room when you're in the interview, when you can actually say, yeah, I've talked to your senior designer already. And they said, here are X, Y, and Z challenges. And, you know, I can really help your team with that because I do X, Y, and Z having those conversations and being able to pull those things up during the interview, it's eye opening to your interviewer. So that's number two, making sure that you've done your homework. Three, showcase your proper work that is relevant to the work that you're trying to be doing. So like I mentioned, if you're trying to get hired at a cookie uh, company and they specialize in selling cookies online, showcase how you have solved similar problems and that you understand what it is that they're doing through the work that you're showcasing on your portfolio site. And number four, practice how you pitch yourself. I already went on a rant um, or a very long spiel on how to do that. So uh, just make sure canned response. What is it that you do? Who do you do it for? And how exactly do you execute it? And making sure that you use everything up until this point, all your homework to make sure that you can control that conversation and can go on the offensive uh, as well as being open to the questions that they have for you. So practice on how you can run the interview yourself. This is your showtime. Showcase how good and awesome you are. So that is it, guys. Those are the four points on really the obvious mistakes that designers make when applying for a job. And I really hope this was uh, very valuable to you guys, because a lot of this stuff, I wish someone came out of the woodwork and was like, Psst, Brandon, you have to do these four things. Because, um, you know, really being on the uh, quote unquote aggressive or on the offense when it comes to interviews and being able to run it 
makes you look uh, not only have like leadership skills, but that you are really about um, what you're doing. So learn how to be on the offensive on the interviews. And there's a really great video from Grant Cardone, you know, on YouTube. And I'm going to have to try to find that link. But he has a great video on how to think about interviews. It's really like it's go time. It's like the prime time. It's show time. You're there to entertain and showcase how good you are at what you do but also how much work you've done ahead of time before even being in the room and you're not even getting paid for it. So that is it, guys. That is the end of the episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it. Um, until next time, do not forget, Ryan and I are really killing it. This is a once-a-week once a episode or once-a-week episode for Design Huddle, and we would really love it if you guys could write some reviews for us. We're doing a really good job. We're really happy with everything that we're hearing from you guys, getting great response, but to really help us get to that next level, Please just open up iTunes or Spotify, um, mostly iTunes, and just leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. All right, guys, until next week, your boy and Ryan Warner. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much. Peace. Design Huddle is a podcast that is hosted by Ryan Warner and Brendan Gross. The opinions stated here are our own and not those of our company. Thank you for tuning in and please feel free to share this episode.